0: Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Tool. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today we are talking with North Carolina native Ronnie May. Ronnie is a mental health advocate, travel writer, and lifestyle content creator with bylines in publications such as Yahoo Canada, Reader's Digest, The Points Guy, Insider, Very Well, and many more. She started sharing her travels to create a space for those who are apprehensive to do so as solo travelers, female travelers, plus-size travelers, and or Black travelers. Intersecting all of these margins, Ronnie's travel content focuses on magnifying Black voices in addition to accessibility, inclusion, and travel tips and hacks. Hi, Ronnie. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Yes, I'm excited to talk with you. I'd love to start by learning a little more about your career path and how you've gotten to where you are today.
1: So this was not what I planned for myself growing up, right? Okay. Um, My whole life's plan throughout up until like college was to be a pediatrician. Okay. Um, so completely different trajectory here. <laughs> right, right. Um, but writing was always something that I had a passion for, kind of like a hobby, you know, everybody journaled, everybody um wrote poetry and little things like that. So it's just kind of like a side hobby. As I got older, I got m- more into travel um, with my friends and things like that. And, you It just eventually made sense to merge the two. Prior to, though, uh, when I did start writing professionally, it was entertainment journalism for an urban entertainment magazine. And then I did like a plus-size fashion and things like that. So travel was just a whole little loopy loop. And so eventually it merged and it just kind of... um, progressed from there and I've been doing it for a couple years now and I love it
0: oh that's fantastic so you're mostly working in travel right now is that has that really become your favorite
1: it has um because I'm usually always on the go anyway and Uh so just being able to um create content and write about those experiences it's just taking a road of its own um yeah and become my focus yeah
0: That's great. And you also mentioned in your bio that you are a mental health advocate.
1: I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, So before travel took a road of its own, my niche in writing was mental health, primarily breaking the stigma and sharing resources for Black people and people of color um, Uh and women of color. Those are some of the um, communities of people who don't always get access that they need when it comes to mental health. Right. And I still do write about those things um, and share resources and links like that um, on social. And it just really derived from like my own experience of when I first sought professional help and I was like traumatized in that experience.
0: Really?
1: Um, I reached out to a provider in the area I was living in at the time, so in Pensacola, okay. and their immediate response was, Oh, well, you have to be, uh, for the lack of a better phrase, committed for the weekend so we could do an evaluation. Um, and once you're there, you can't leave, you can't have access to your phone. And I was like, I'm sorry, maybe they got the lines crossed over. I was just calling to ask about coping mechanisms for like stress and
0: anxiety,
1: things like that. And the receptionist was like, this is our standard procedure. Um, Anyone who comes to us for assistance, this is what they have to do. You do um, like a 24 to 48 hour evaluation where you are basically in this institution and it's, what really got me was I had access to resources and things like that. So I was like, if this is what it's like for me as yeah. a person who somewhat knows how to navigate this system, what is it like for people who have no idea who are reaching out for the first time who feels like this may be standard because this is what the person on the other end of the phone is telling you in their professional facility, you know? Um, and so I wrote, I wrote about for a indie magazine. I wrote about that experience and then went on to just write about how your mental health can manifest in everyday activities. So sometimes like your hygiene goes lacking your ability to interact with other people starts to decline and you know all those different things and just really put um, put it to the forefront so people can know that as cliche as it sounds it's okay to not be okay and mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help um, so for indie magazines a couple of blog sites um, Yahoo Canada I've written um, and others I've written about mental health and the different ways it manifests resources for marginalized communities and things like that.
0: That's great. We will definitely link to those in the show notes so everyone listening can can uh, take advantage of those resources for sure. Yeah,
1: that's nice. Cool.
0: And as a travel writer and lifestyle content creator, how do you find your story ideas?
1: I like things that connect to me personally. So there's always that personal touch, right? So When I'm going somewhere, I am a usually a solo traveler, but I'm also a plus size traveler. I am a woman and I'm a black traveler. And those are four categories um, of travelers that sometimes face discrimination, that sometimes don't always have access and inclusion in different places. So those are the lenses that I view anything from first. Um, Is it safe for me and other people like me in any of those categories to travel to that area or to do that activity, um, things like that. But then also just wanting to know the history and culture of a place. I think that's important to share with people looking yeah. for very unique things that people may not have thought to do in an area before. So the inspiration really just comes from more or less the place I'm visiting. Like there, there's always something to be inspired by wherever you're going
0: yes what have been some of your most um, memorable stories
1: Ooh, um hard one right <laughs> yeah <laughs> not related to travel ironically at the onset of the George Floyd protest um, mm-hmm. writing about that has been some of my most memorable uh, pieces um, did you go we- there I did not, but we participated in things locally um, okay. here in North Carolina, um, and we we've always done stuff like that. So that wasn't any kind of new activity for us. And by us, I mean like myself and my family and right. my close friends. Travel related, I would say, writing about uh, Amtrak experiences have been really, really fun. Really, um, okay very out of the box very unusual I know Um, probably people will say something some exotic thing or something like that but um, in my writing I also like to share things that you know is relatable and something that is possible for any kind of traveler you know I really focus or try to focus on making things budget-friendly and affordable um, Mm -hmm. so people can understand that you can pretty much travel on any kind of budget and so I have taken bus rides I've done the Amtrak I'm not as much as I am a flight girl I Mm. will I will do other modes of transportation (laughs) sometimes too
0: I did Um, I have to admit, I did see your story, your post about luxury bus travel, and I have never really put those two words together. In
1: Nor have I, and when they advertised it like such, I was like, no, this got to be a lie." I have to see what this is about. Um, right. And it is a long way from what a Greyhound ride would be, um, so it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, But those are the kind of stories that are the conversation starters that's bringing things to people's awareness that they might not have been aware of. Um, And just again, just letting people know that you can you can travel on almost any budget, you know, so um, just showing them the different ways they can do that. Yes.
0: Any stories you've wanted to write and haven't gotten to or haven't gotten to yet?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot. So like most kids, When there is something history related, you um, don't really have an interest in it or you learn it because you need to learn it for a test or something like that. Right. Right. Um, And so with black history and culture and the American school, public school system we really only got the stories and the gloss over versions right um we never got into the nitty-gritty and my mom and you know taught me and all those things but as a kid I was just like oh my god I'm so tired of hearing about this this is insane like what yeah um but as I've gotten older I've just realized we as Black Americans and Black people um, are so much more than the trauma stories that are typically put out there when it comes to sharing about our history and our culture. So I have been incorporating some component of Black history and culture into all of my trips. And Every time I'm somewhere, I'm just like, oh, man, I I need to I need to send my editor a note. This is an amazing story. And just learning about those leaders outside of the prominent ones we hear about a lot. So, um, you know, usually when you think about it, especially during like February, they talk about Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King and Rosa Mm -hmm. Parks and Marshall. But we have in every city, county, state those same type of people. Yes. Um, you know, you have people who were on the forefront locally. And so going places and learning about those people, learning about the restaurants that were the epicenters to um where they were able to meet to strategize and organize protests, learning about just the triumph, you know, and the victories that were shared all throughout history I love learning about all of that and it, as I learn more I'm like I want to write this as a story someone else to <laughs> know this um, there there's so many stories still to be written still to be told and I'm ex- excited to be a vessel to share it
0: Yes, that's what I love about your stories too. I feel like I really do learn something from each one that I've read, oh, I which love is that. Thank which you. is which is great. You know, there's so many writers, so many stories out there so that doesn't always happen. So you do you definitely do a fabulous job.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Yes, and talking a little bit more about travel. What are some of your favorite destinations, which I know is a hard one as
1: well. If there is a beach, I am there. That's going to always be my favorite. Somewhere where I can watch a really good sunrise and sunset. I agree. (laughs) Now, this this location may surprise you because it does not fit the bill for what I just said, but um, domestically, my favorite destination is actually New Orleans. It is such an amazing place, so vibrant, so rich in history and culture and a great foodie destination. The people are always so welcoming and friendly. And I've actually been in New Orleans more times than I can count. And every time feels like the first time because it's always something new to engage in and something new to do. Um, So domestically, that would be my favorite location. Abroad, I would have to say I went to Columbia last year for the first time. Uh And I think that trumped all the other places I've been. Um, The same feeling I just described for New Orleans, I kind of felt that in Columbia. Very vibrant, very welcoming, very diverse. And it just felt like being around people I've known like my entire life. And that's an amazing feeling to have when you're traveling somewhere.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: that's great. Did you write an article about it? I have one forthcoming okay okay good <laughs> um, there was just so many different stories I wanted to tell about my experience visiting Columbia so I just wanted to take my time and not rush and get it with the right publication actually currently editing it so I can okay. be published in the next coming weeks
0: when is it oh, in the next couple of weeks okay great what outlet is it for
1: um so it's actually for a blog site that I'm a contributor for for plus okay. travelers um, okay. called fat girl traveling and I love Annette so much I can just go to her with an idea and she's just like I like that so yeah <sighs> Great. but within the travel community that she has um so many people are plus size travelers I mean obviously given the the name of this site right. um But they look for places that feel welcoming. They look for places where they have inclusion and accessibility and things like that. And so I just felt like that was a really good place to put the first story about Columbia with that site.
0: We'll definitely be watching for it, for sure. So do you have any upcoming exciting
1: travel planned? Yeah, I'm about to leave on a little mini world tour. Oh, really? (laughs) Um, So I just came back from uh, finland and that was amazing oh wow Um, finland is uh the sixth year in a row i believe considered the happiest country in the world Uh so it was really cool seeing um what that was all about love that um so i did like seattle and then i did a cross-country train trip And then I came home for like less than 24 hours and then I went to Finland for a week. So I'm home resting and my upcoming travels is taking me to New Orleans, ironically, right? Jacksonville, Florida. I leave there, I go to Memphis. I'm home for like a day and a half, but I'm going to stay at like my family's house. And then I go to St. Lucia and back to Florida. So a little bit of all over the place and I am super excited about all of them
0: oh that's wonderful and speaking of of you know talking about travel a little bit what are some of your um best travel tips what are your go-tos
1: book direct as often as possible I know it is so very so very tempting when you're like browsing a site and you see that pop up for like the nine ninety nine flight hotel rental car all activities <laughs> right Um, but (laughs) please don't book that (laughs) it's um very tempting but booking direct will always be the best option especially moving into uh peak travel time um if there's any kind of issue or delay um the airline or whoever can't help you you will have to refer to that third party site and that's not what you want when you're sitting there um trying to do a flight rebooking at the airport. Like it's, yeah, it can be very messy. So book direct as often as possible and spring for the insurance. It it may seem like that little extra 40 or 50 bucks can't help you, but it is worth it. Always get the insurance.
0: Good tips. How can PR professionals best help you do your job? And do you have any pet peeves?
1: One of the best things working with PR professionals and freelance writers is understanding that we have no control over storylines. So I guess this will tie into the pet peeve. Okay, um, You'll have some professionals who would uh, reach out to you and invite you to a place right. and they want immediate confirmed coverage. Mm, and right. we can't, there's just so many things wrong or uh, not professional about requesting immediate coverage and especially with if you're working with freelancers like every publication has a different set of rules for freelancers so you'll have some publications that are 100% okay with freelancers taking press trips you have some who are not Um, you have some who are okay but it comes with certain you know rules and one of those rules is we can't guarantee coverage. And a lot of times we aren't able to even pitch the ideas until after the trips happen. So that makes it kind of difficult to work with some PR professional (laughs) because they are immediately, and I get it on their end, they have a client who wants results and wants to know how the results will be achieved and all of those but um, working with freelancers versus working with like staff writers, the process is a little different based on each publication or outlet. And I would have to say that's my biggest pet peeve. Another one though, I would have to throw in there and it it comes from a Twitter thread. Of course, everything comes from Twitter, right? (laughs) Right. Uh Was a group of journalists talking about how PR people sometimes over invite, and so no matter how fast you respond, sometimes they'll get back to you and be like, "Oh, it's full." Oh, so after be, they invite you, oh. yeah, so it's like if you have five spots, why are you inviting twenty people? Right. Uh, reading through the thread, I'm like, I can see how that would be somewhat of a nuisance because if you are responding immediately, or sometimes they don't give you—you know—it doesn't really give you a chance to respond because you can be working or traveling or sleeping or just occupied elsewhere when they send that invite and if you you know get back to them in a couple hours or a day or so and they're like oh it's already full that can be a little disheartening so yeah I'm sure you um, want to do your research
0: too you know look at the place and a little bit about it before you say yes
1: (laughs) you know ask some questions make sure they're legit you know right um because people come out of the woodwork sometimes with invites and you're like is this a real company? Is this a real person? Like I need to, I need to verify that on Google. Um, So if you do all of that, your due diligence and find out they're legit, the offer, you know, the offer is legit. And then you respond and they're like, oh, we have no space for you. That can be a little, a little tough. Um, So I'll have to throw that in as a pet peeve as well.
0: Yeah. And you know, we've seen a lot of that. I think, I think as you, kind of mentioned, you know, we've also seen more and more freelancers. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just the world's changed that way, you know, and and you're right. A lot of times we have clients pushing, saying, we're going to spend, you know, $10,000 on this journalist or whatever to bring them and have the trip or, or less if it's domestic, but, um, and we want to make sure we can show some kind of ROI on that.
1: So I've had a place and they, were very specific in the storyline that they wanted and which one of the publications I write for they wanted it in (sighs) and I was like uh yeah no can't do that the storyline was like why they are the best resort in this particular location (sighs) but when I'm looking at you know my communities that I intersect with right yeah I would not feel safe are comfortable recommending this to a solo traveler um, because I'm looking at like your crime reports in the area. I'm looking at your lobby. And so now I can't recommend this to anyone who may have any kind of disability because your lobby is just full of steps. There's no ramps, Um, things like that. There's no way for them to get into the pool or the entrance versus where the rooms are is a very long walk so someone with no where for them to sit if they get tired or winded on their walk because you know right. things like that it was just so many things and I was just looking through and I was like I can't say you're the best yeah. you know um, right right you can talk so about this, your experience I, right but, I wouldn't yeah. be the best person or I'm looking at um the amenities you offer lots of water sports but all of them had like a 225 pound weight capacity so now Mm. I can't really share that with a plus size community that I'm a part of because it'll be extremely limited for a lot of them so it's like within my particular communities I wouldn't be the best person to come do this story because I'll be leaving out my core audience and that does not sit well with me, so I I couldn't do it, and so it's, it's very uncomfortable to have to have those conversations I'm with sure. professionals. But someone has to do it, I guess. Yes,
0: I love that you're like that, and not and and really take those audiences into consideration, and don't just say, "Let me do this trip
1: because it seems fabulous." You know? Yeah. No. 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 Um, I love that. I I I like to just recommend and write about things that resonate with me things that I like things that or even if I don't necessarily like it it could be based on one bias that I have you know but it's still right. good for the masses so I don't mind sharing but when it's exclusionary um, in so many categories it, it will be something I would have to pass up on yeah that makes complete sense so before <laughs> we
0: go I'd also love to know how you spend you know aside from writing traveling how you spend any free time you might have
1: Oh my goodness. I have the world's best nieces and nephews and Uh my little besties. You can more than likely catch me with them when I'm (laughs) home. I don't know if you, how long you've been following me on social, but we all track each other and primarily because I I leave a lot. Um, right? And so... The second I get anywhere remotely close to home, it's always like welcome home text messages from them or I'll yeah. be sitting here and suddenly because they all can get in my house. They have a fingerprint to get in. Um, so I'll be sitting here and suddenly like the door opens and it's like, hey, champ, we're here. You know, we're hanging Aww. out we're coming <laughs> over. And so um, spending time with them is one of the things I absolutely love the most. And um what girl doesn't love Target runs? So that's what oh, you can find Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the great. aisles of Target are with my little besties.
0: <laughs> oh, I feel you. How many nieces and nephews do you have?
1: Um, six and two godchildren. Oh so wow! <laughs> so you're like
0: you're like the favorite aunt.
1: You're like this- <laughs> You know, I don't want to show favoritism here, but I'm starting to believe I might be. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> I love so. So, so, how can
0: listeners connect with you online? You mentioned social. You know, what's the best way?
1: I am always on Insta. And I try to be more active on TikTok. Those are my my sites, but it's um, at the life of Ronnie and Ronnie is spelled R-O-N-N-Y. So those would be the best ways to keep up with my travels. And whenever an article goes live, I usually link it on Insta as well. So those are the best ways.
0: Wonderful. We'll link to all of those in our show notes too. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much
0: that's all for this episode of Media and Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time.